welcome back to the Glass Seeds Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on the headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Vidi. My name is Bernal, and this week in hockey, it finally happened. Santa's real? Yeah. All His- right, that was a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Eric Carlson. Yep, <laughs> finally happened. Remember the episode we did a couple couple weeks ago where you were like, Eric Carlson still hasn't been traded. Yep. That was what, like three weeks ago now? Something Four weeks like ago? That. Yeah, something like that. And uh, to be honest, I didn't think it would happen this offseason. I didn't either. I this- thought it was going to happen at the start of the season. Or yeah. in between, maybe. I thought it'd be trade deadline, to really? be honest. Yeah. Wow. Because I was like, there's, there's, was like no traction for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, Pittsburgh makes a move. Kyle Dubas, masterclass. Yeah. yeah. So a lot to kind of break down in this trade. If yeah. you guys haven't heard the story. So why don't I start with just the basic um, trade details? Yeah. Then we can start getting into like some yeah, of the opinions. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to say it's a three-team trade. I think technically Pittsburgh and Montreal made a trade, and then Pittsburgh and San Jose made a trade, but it was like back-to-back. So I'm just going to call it a three-team trade. Sure, yeah. So out of this, San Jose gets a 2024 first-round pick, which is Pittsburgh's. Uh, this pick is top 10 protected. So that means if Pittsburgh's pick is in the top 10 in 2024, San Jose instead gets their 2025 first-round pick. They learned from the Carlson deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, then we get, uh, Mikhail Granlund, a forward, Jan Ruda, defenseman, and Mike Hoffman, San Jose Sharks legend returns <laughs> as a forward. Um, we are laughing because last time he was in San Jose, he lasted two hours before we getting traded to Florida. Yeah. Go look that one up. Uh, you still got a tribute from the fans. <laughs> yeah. So this is a uh, longest tenured of, uh, his career yeah. in uh, San Jose. Yes. All right. Um, Montreal ended up getting a 2025 second round pick from Pittsburgh. Jeff Petrie, defenseman, Casey DeSmith, a goalie, and Nathan Lagare, a forward. Uh, Pittsburgh gets Eric Carlson, which is the big piece in the trade. Uh, Rem Pitlick, a forward. Uh, Dylan Hamiluk, a forward. And a 2026 third round pick from San Jose. In addition, um, San Jose retained $1.5 million of yes. uh, Carlson's contract meaning Pittsburgh is paying him the remaining $10 million. Yes. So that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, initial thoughts? So let's, I would say let's break this down with between the three teams. Um, the first one, Pittsburgh. Uh, and obviously good for them. They, they acquired a big piece. Um, you know, it was between them or Carolina. Um, yeah, and I think Carolina backed out at some yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, Kyle Dubas masterclass, as we had said, but... I think it's great that they have acquired him. Let's see how it works with uh, Crystal Tang. I don't know how he's going to fit in with the whole, the whole puzzle piece, whatever. And they unloaded a couple of uh, players that weren't really working out for them. These were cap dumps, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Pittsburgh fans have, on paper, they absolutely won this trade. Um, not saying there was any losers or anything, but like you know, they won this trade. That being said, I do think they. They they have to win. That's obvious. You know, Crosby's aging, Malkin's aging. That's that's obvious. Um, but I personally don't think. I think they should stop here. I don't think they should be buyers at you know the deadline or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And I the reason I I say that is because it reminds me. Of, this almost borderline reminds me of like an aging super team kind of strategy. And look yeah. how that worked for the Rangers this past season. Yeah, 
it's a uh, it's a risk. Yeah, but I would say it's less of a risk because Pittsburgh's core has already won three cups. Yes. So if they don't manage to do it, I feel like it's not as devastating. Yeah, the Rangers mm-hmm. haven't won since. 94 i think yeah so it, it was kind of a risk and it was yeah. like lundquist's last chance yeah or oh those not also, even yeah sorry lundquist never got a cup i meant yeah and then a couple of seasons ago they tried to go for it didn't work out yeah um yeah but um yeah in terms of what uh pittsburgh can do at the deadline right now they have no cap space mm-hmm. um i think they might get some based off injuries mm-hmm. so they could do it, but it really kind of feels like this is their team for the year, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Even if they do deadline things, it'll probably just be depth pieces. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I don't think, I don't see them acquiring bigger pieces and I don't think there's a point in doing it because I don't, how, how many superstar names can you add to your roster where it's actually going to work out? It, Vegas yeah. didn't need it. And no, no, it, I don't remember the last time a super team other than maybe big, maybe Tampa like won it. Um, like we talked about this uh, a couple episodes yeah. ago, right? Like uh, what you need is one elite forward, one elite defenseman, one elite goalie. Yeah. Um, doubling up the only position. I feel like it really makes sense to double up is forward. Or if you have one center, one winger. Yeah. More than one elite position at, um, yeah. though we haven't really seen work mm-hmm. in the NHL, right? Yeah. Like you would say Tampa because they had Hedman and like McDonough. Mm-hmm. But at that point in his career, was McDonough really no. like the elite defenseman <laughs> no, anymore? Hedman was, was the guy honestly so. yeah and um they i guess they had stamkos in point but mm-hmm. like stamkos was battling injuries a lot of it too i think yeah for the cup runs at least at least the first one the 2020 i don't even know if stamkos actually played uh in the playoffs that season but um he did right? wasn't that the one where he was injured he came out during the final scored a goal oh, yes yeah, yeah you're right you're right i totally yeah. forgot about that yeah yeah just to get his name on the cup at least he scored though um but yeah, I I think Point was the guy for especially the 2020 uh, playoff cup run. Um, and you know, like they they kind of it seems like everyone on that Tampa super team in quotes um, knew the role. And yes. so that's why. What do you? How do you think this is going to work out with the Carlson Latang duo? It's giving me Burns Carlson vibes. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. So I don't know. Yeah. I I'd be questioning it. Yeah. Like, who runs the power play? Both? Like, can you have both? I mean, does I mean, Carlson play as forward? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or, I mean, you're not knocking Chris Letang, who's been there forever, off the top power play, no. right? <laughs> no. And if you're putting Eric Carlson on the second power play, you're not really utilizing him as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I don't really know how this is going to work let me, out, actually. Let me take the question a step out. Yes. Based on the roster you see in front of you, is this a cup contender? Mm. If you have to think that hard, the answer is no. Uh, I, I, the only reason I'm somewhat doubting it, or I, I want to say no, but the only reason I'm somewhat doubting myself is because it's Pittsburgh. Yes. You know what I mean? Pittsburgh just not saying that. Yeah, but the question isn't, are they going to win a cup? Because we just saw Florida. We saw St. Right, Louis do that it. That's true. It's the question of, do you consider them in that contender realm? Yes, absolutely. Do, do I think they're making the playoffs? Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, playoffs for sure. Yeah. Do you think they have what it takes to make the East final? Yes, I think so. You know, that means you're going through Toronto. You're going through That's, New York. Yeah. You're going through New Jersey. Yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, okay. just because Pittsburgh has that experience and that it was really going to help them. And even when you had the... 
super team sharks, I guess, if you want, again, another quote, um, in 2019, they at least made it to the West finals. True. True. And they, you know what I mean? Like they obviously they didn't win, but like they, they did go far. Um, do I think they're going to win a cup? I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, they could, I'm, yeah. a, I'm just looking at, I'm at their cap friendly page. Mm-hmm. A lot of these ages start with three, man. Yeah, but... It's making me nervous. Yeah, but it's Crosby and Malkin. I'm not going to... Yeah, I don't know. But that's like... I mean, Crosby gets an injury. You know what? That is a good point. You know, these like, are all... Some of these players are phenomenal, but injury prone. Yeah, I feel like they could win a cup, but they need everything to go their way. Yes. Because they've spent their money. Yeah. Uh, unless someone ends up on LTIR, they don't really have any cap room to do anything. Yeah. I mean, so this feels almost like they gambled for Carlson, and yeah. now they're gambling the rest of the season that everything stays, like, somewhat okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I do think, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes ultimately, but, like, I do think there's a lot that can go wrong and, mm-hmm. you know, jeopardize a cup run, a playoff run. I, I do, I'm confident they'll make the playoffs. I don't know where in the position, but uh, I, I think they'll make it. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to immediately say that this is a slam dunk for the, for the finals or whatever. Yeah. The thing that gives me the most pause is their goaltending, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a tandem. They traded Casey to Smith. To, yeah. So to Montreal. So it's uh, Christian Jari and Alex Nedeljkovic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we discussed a couple podcasts ago. They're all in on Tristan Jari, so. Oh, true. Um. They, yeah, I mean, they, I guess they made that decision already. Right? Yeah, so there's no point hashing that out again. Yeah, but, I mean, whether that actually succeeds for them or not, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. The other big thing for them is Jake Gensel's on LTIR oh. after surgery. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did see that. Oh man, I because all of the fans were like, he waited this long to to get surgery. I mean, I think it was to do this cap maneuvering because when you oh. go on LTIR, your cap hit doesn't count, right? Mm. So, so they were really just trying to acquire somebody yeah also Mm. i find it really funny that dubas just got here and he's already doing cap shenanigans like he was doing in toronto yeah i dubas is a as a wizard so whatever success the team i don't know this almost feels like how doug wilson was for the most part a wizard um fleecing teams left and right and the failure is hard to put you know blame on him except for maybe the tail end, but yeah, the last like two to three years were rough. Yeah, that was that was all. But Doug like Wilson, his yeah. wizardry, Doug Wilson's thing was always getting players to sign for like less. Yes, and just somehow getting players out of thin air, yeah, right? out of trades or things like that. Yeah, impossible trades almost. Yeah. yeah, but Dubis, I feel like has this thing like, oh, I have this cap room, I'm going to use all of it, but he doesn't leave himself any buffer for like injuries or needing to acquire something if something doesn't work out mid season. Toronto had this problem for like two years. Now yeah. Pittsburgh's going to have this problem. Toronto still has this problem now that he's gone. Yeah. And Brad Treleving's going to have a hell of a time with that. Yeah. Um, he's definitely not a wizard. Yeah. Not, not the way Dubas is. So, so uh, I feel like it's like um, Dubas is GMing with one hand tied behind his back, right? Yeah. If he doesn't give himself the cap flexibility. Yeah. I mean, so do you think this is more of a he needs to impress immediately type of type of deal? Like, he's he's here and now he needs to make a name for himself? I think he had to go for it this year, right? Yeah. Because you can't come in and tell Crosby, hey, we're rebuilding. Right? Yeah. Like, that's just not going <laughs> to fly. Also, I don't think they're... They almost made the playoffs. Florida squeaked by him and, yeah. you know, ran with it, but... So, I think what happened is they ended up paying more for Carlson than they wanted. 
which I think we should give props to Mike Greer for. Yes, let's talk about the Montreal and San Jose sides of the trade as yeah. well. Uh, let's start with San Jose. Sure. Because basically they got nothing yeah. except that first round pick. Mm-hmm. And I think the only benefit they got was um, not having to retain more than $2 million on yeah. Carlson. Which, as a very biased Sharks fan, I'll take it because we're not going to be good for like at least three more years anyway. So, yeah, I mean, let's also mention that it is a conditional first. So top but 10. But you protected. get a first anyway, right? Yes. You, it's either 24 or 25. Yes. So you're getting a first round pick. Yeah. And I think the 25 draft is supposed to be better than the 24 draft. So if you're rooting for the Sharks, the best situation would be for Pittsburgh to suck this year. The pick becomes top 10. Mm-hmm. Then we get the unprotected pick next year and Pittsburgh sucks again. Ah, uh, That would be the best situation. Right. But that's a lot of what ifs and you're <laughs> you counting know. on pittsburgh to suck for two years in a row i don't good luck yeah i don't i don't see it happening yeah um yeah so i think yeah san jose didn't get much and they have you know the uh the Grandland contract the hoffman contract it's um, all cap dumps it, yeah i i feel like a lot of them will be flipped to the deadline to be totally honest if not earlier I mean, it depends on how good they are. They were absolutely terrible in Pittsburgh, these players. Right. So maybe so, they just need a change in scenery. Or they're just done. Yeah. And they're just here to ride it out, right? Yeah. Who but knows? like what this did was um, all of the contracts that they acquired, none of them go past the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. Carlson's went back on for four. Yeah. So which means in 2025 and 2026, the Sharks basically just earned 10 million in cap space. Yeah. Which is it's right around huge. the time you're expecting the Vlasic stuff to, the, to build on. Right. So, yeah. um, like we said, the gauge is the Vlasic contract, right? Mm-hmm. So his ends in 2025, the 2025, 2026 season is yeah. the last one. Mm-hmm. So right when Vlasic is ending, you suddenly get 10 million cap relief. Plus Vlasic's contract is done. Yeah. So Vlasic's ends the next year. Mm-hmm. And if you buy out Vlasic a year early, that's true. Can they? Cause yeah, they bought you, a Jones too, right? Yeah, uh, let me see their they're buyouts. Limited, how many, they're limited to two or three buyouts. I don't they're, remember. I forgot the limit is that they have two on the books right now, but one ends after this year. Is that the Kane contract? or It's uh, Rudolph Balzers. Oh. Hmm. I don't know why they bought him out. It's yeah. for less than a million. But oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. All right, well. It's only for this season. Yeah, so <laughs> this was a, this seems more like a, sure, we didn't get much at the time, but we'll take the gamble. We'll, we'll dispose of the contract while it's still hot. You know, yes. he just won a Norris. Carlson just won a Norris. Um, yeah, we said this, right? Well, you have to do it now. Yeah. He's never going to have more trade value. Yeah, basically. And, um, you know, 2026 could be a big offseason for San Jose. Um, sure, it's in a couple of years, but, like, yeah, it's it's not just like, a oh, like, we're free now. Like, this, it's a big offseason. Like, there's yeah. a big, you know, availability now. And um, that's around the time you probably expect some of these prospects to start coming in. Um, like we're expecting Eklund to play this year, yeah. but I would assume two years, three years in, he's going to be getting into that elite range. Right? Yeah. So maybe you'll attract some big names too. Basically any big, because we have so much cast space now. Yeah. It's like any big name. Suddenly we can afford them. I don't know if I want a huge name like Matthews coming to San Jose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I think a lot, a, a lot of players that are in the eight to nine mil range, is very a lot more effective than a player who's commanding 13 mil. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it's, it's just a lot of money in, on one player, honestly. Like having a six million player and a seven million player, two of those mm-hmm. versus one 13 million player just makes more sense. So you're saying you'd rather have Dry Settle than McDavid? Um, okay. Well, McDavid is. McDavid is the one that breaks all rules. Yeah. Right? McDavid is like you hand him a blank check and, and tell him to fill it out. Like 
you know, sign it, fill it out, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and th- you, you pay it. Like I, it's hard to blame any of the lack of playoff success on McDavid. Oh yeah. So absolute gamer. Yeah. I mean like the dude has done what he can, um, you know, um, let's also talk about the, the Montreal side too much. There's, there's, uh, there's not too much going on. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, the, the biggest issue for me is sure they got Petrie and they dumped Hoffman who, or wait, no, was Hoffman on Pittsburgh? No, Hoffman was on Montreal. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Montreal got Petrie and dumped Hoffman, um, which seemed like it, it might work out for them. Um, they are themselves, you know, rebuilding. The thing I'm worried about is their goalie situation with DeSmith and Allen, I think it is. Yeah. So they also picked off uh, Sam Montembeau off waivers. Mm. So yeah, right not now, sure. DeSmith and Allen are not goalies of the future, right? No. DeSmith's 31, Allen's 33. Yeah. And they're well, both not, you know, they're not Carey Price. No yeah. one's Carey Price. I mean, no one's Carey Price, yeah. right? But if you need to start building somewhere, I guess, right? Yeah. Sam Montembeau, maybe. But yeah, I'm thinking Montreal is also a couple years out from any serious contention. Yeah, it, I was looking um, at the the 21 squad that went to the finals. It's like there's no players that remain. I don't think maybe maybe one or two, but it, the the whole team feel well, like it's more or less gutted. Petrie's back, so oh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Petrie's back, so I guess my claim is invalid, but. Still, you can't. I don't know if Petrie's the guy you build a cup winning team around. So, nope. So, yeah. Um, San Jose and Montreal, I think the trade worked out for them in terms of, you know, building a, a future. Yeah. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, it will work out for them, assuming a lot of factors go and, you know, land in their favor. We're basically we're waiting for Pittsburgh to implode. And it's a matter of how long does it take to implode. If oh, yeah. If it yeah. takes them. If they don't implode this season and next season, I think they've won the trade. Ah, I, I mean, I think a cup is required to make this not seem like it. Like, if they I don't win I a cup, put, they're going to implode anyways, I think. I won't put the standard that high. I'd say a conference final is required. Appearance. Yeah, but what, what good does that do? I mean, I think you won the trade. After that, it wouldn't have mattered if you traded for Carlson or not. Oh, right? I see. That's, okay. At that point, that's just... You tried and... Failed, yeah. unfortunately. Okay, yeah. I see. That's you know, it comes. We've seen it every year. It comes down to what the players do on the day. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, so I'll agree with that. If you're judging Dubas's job, if they make an Eastern Conference final in either of the next two seasons, I think you can't put the blame on Dubas. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I'm gonna agree with that one. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's my thoughts on the Carlson trade. Yeah. You got anything else or? Uh, no. But there are a few other signings. Um, it's yes. been a while since we've done one of these normal episodes. Yeah. So um, we can talk about a few of them. Some I just want to mention right off the top. Uh, Tom Wilson signs an extension in Washington for seven years at 6.5 million cap hit. thought he could get more. Yeah, that lie. seems like a deal. Yeah. I thought uh, he'd get like seven and a half, eight, maybe. Yeah. But that so. seems like a deal, but yeah. good for them. Yeah. Especially for seven years with the cap going up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Ajo also signed an extension in Carolina, monster. eight years at 9.75 million. That's a monster yeah. extension. Worth it though. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he does play like a 10 million player most nights. Um, and kids young, I mean, he is the future of the, yeah. of the hurricanes. That's a team. I didn't even mention that Pittsburgh has to go through is Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. You're right. We mm. could have Carlson versus Burns. Yeah. That would be interesting. I might be watching a lot more Pittsburgh games this year. Yeah, honestly, I might be just watching the Eastern Conference in general. Like mm-hmm. Maybe let's see uh, 
wake up early, watch those uh those weekend morning games or something. Oh yeah, the yeah. nine a.m. games. Yeah, I might have to do that more often. Yeah. Um, but the two uh, the two biggest free agent signings, not really big, but interesting free agent signings. Um, we have Vladimir Tarasenko signing in Ottawa, and Martin Jones signing in Toronto. Thoughts? I'm I'm laughing. I don't know who <laughs> keeps signing Martin Jones? <laughs> I mean, also they, in Toronto with what cap space? Yeah, I mean, I think they're. I think they're kind of going with the whole um if we don't if we don't acknowledge it it doesn't exist problem or solution the cap isn't real. Yeah, but <laughs> this is not the cap you're looking for <laughs> basically. So um I they have they have a lot of work to do before the season starts um or they have a lot of LTIR to use. Um let's see how it goes, but they are to say they're in cap hell is an understatement, I think. Um, and I don't know why Martin Jones, sure. The contract's not big. It's only, um, 875,000. Yeah. I mean, he's he's there to be a backup, right? Yes. And he knows that, but I, why Toronto? I mean, I guess Martin Jones went to Toronto because he, I don't know if he got, I don't know what other offers he got. Essentially. I'm not blaming Jones. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Good. Good job on Jones. But like, why, why why did Toronto do this? I'm not sure. Is he there to play in the AHL? Maybe. Is that why? I don't know. I, I, I don't need, I don't know if it's a two way contract or not. To be completely honest, I didn't I look can it up. Check that real quick. I mean, okay, so I just pulled up his contract. So yeah, eight hundred seventy five million um, thousand. Sorry, eight hundred seventy five thousand. <laughs> Jeff Bezos money. <laughs> yeah, um, eight hundred seventy five thousand. And even if it's not a two way, that you can bury that. You'd have to go through waivers probably. Mm-hmm. But I, it's I, only one year too. Like, I don't think anyone's claiming him. Yeah. So speaking of one-year deals, the the one I found a little bit more interesting was uh, Tarasenko after being unsigned for so long, signing in Ottawa for only one year, but a five million cap hit. I this is this is deadline bait, right? I it's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, why else? Like, would they do this? Like, I mean, this feels like the John Klingberg signing in Anaheim. I think it was. Yeah, but it feels odd in Ottawa, right? Like, isn't Ottawa building toward playoffs? I mean, they got Debrinkat. Oh wait, no, no, they lost. They Debrink. lost. They lost Debrinkat. Maybe that yeah. is why they. Uh, Maybe they're not going for playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, so they have they have Giroux. They have, you know, Tim Sousa and like a lot of yeah. a lot of good Brady like, Kachuk. Yeah, a lot of good younger players. Um, I don't know. I feel like Ottawa could be a dark horse with a signing, but I do think it ultimately is trade bait. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I guess coming out of this. come trade deadline, if they're in a good spot, they'll yeah. keep them. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Like, all, for all we know, this is like he has a monster season. I just thought, uh, how old is Tarasenko? He's like, he's 30. definitely north of thirty. Tarasenko is thirty-one. Yeah, so I thought he would be looking for a little bit more stable. Deal. I think he wanted it. He just couldn't get it. Right? He uh, fired his two agents. Two? Yeah, one like last year and one during oh, this process. Oh, I, thought, I was like, I thought you meant like this offseason. In like okay. a short amount of time, he's fired two agents. Yeah. Oh, uh, fair enough. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they might not be working too well with him. So, yeah, this might, honestly, this might be all. He got. And like, I think so. contenders just don't have the cap room, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I could see him going somewhere, like maybe Edmonton if they have the cap room come trade deadline. Yeah. Like, uh, but five mil. I mean, then at that point you get auto out of retain or whatever, right? That's true. Yeah. And you'll accrue cap space through the season. Yeah. So, um, I could see it. I think, yeah, it, it very much seems like... So do you think Ottawa, with this signing, is kind of trying to go for, you know, 
a a big potential out of Tarasenko, let him like kind of shine for a little bit, raise his value, then get the most they can for the rebuild. At the yeah, deadline. you want him to shine anyway, right? Because mm-hmm. either you're trading him at the deadline if you're not in a good spot, mm-hmm. or you're keeping him mm-hmm. if you're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. And either way, it works out. I also just saw Tarasenko has a no trade clause for the full season. Yeah, then so I, okay, he can I, he can pick where he goes. Basically, I oh okay. Because he would have to waive the clause. Right. right. Okay. I think that's what he wanted. He wanted choice. Right. He, I guess. So in the case so that he wanted Ottawa, choice or did he want a long-term deal? I, I'm trying to understand. Like, I think his first option was he wanted a long-term deal. Second yeah. option is he wanted choice. So he got choice. So yeah. So because now, uh, let's say Ottawa's good. Mm-hmm. They can't just dump him to a rebuilder because he has a no mm-hmm. trade clause. That's true. That Not that they true. would want to. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I do see potential with this. Um, for all I know, this could be... I, what was it? A Jeff Skinner situation where he went to Buffalo and just blew up in one season then got that huge contract? Uh, he got yeah, traded yeah. from Carolina to he Buffalo. He got Carolina to Buffalo. Yeah. Had a great season, got a massive contract, and then kind of settled down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, granted, Tarasenko's contract season was last season, technically. He got, he got what he could get essentially um and yeah. i don't know um it might be next year because when the cap goes up maybe someone has room for tarasenko but it's not getting any younger yeah yeah that's you would think and, and he has i'm pretty sure he has a uh, you know wife and kid and everything so you would think players at that age are also looking for longer contracts just for stability purposes right? yeah i think they that's what he was saying or right? he yeah. wanted to be in one place yeah but like I guess the deal just wasn't there. Yeah. Like for Klingberg last off season, right? Yeah. It just wasn't there. Do you think um, that Tarasenko could possibly get flipped to a place like Vegas and just suddenly shine? Oh, I mean, who goes to Vegas and doesn't shine? Right. That's what I mean. Like, do you, or do you think like they're really, they're going to try to fleece Vegas or something out of this or it, it, these are all potential. It of just course. really matters on what Ottawa season looks like, right? Mm-hmm. They're not in an easy division. No. Well, with Patrice Bergeron retiring, maybe an easier division. Yeah. But still, there's Toronto, there's Tampa, there's Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get into a playoff spot, I think will take a long push. Mm-hmm. And Detroit's pushing for that playoff spot as well. Like, does the Atlantic have any true rebuilders? Buffalo's pushing. Mm-hmm. Montreal is the only, like, true yeah. rebuilder I can think yeah, of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean... It's not a, it's, it is a competitive division, but I don't know. It's, I really want to know why (laughs) I, I, it's really bothering that part of my brain where I can't figure it out. But I mean, if this was the only contract you were offered, then that's it. Right. Right, But for five mil cap it, I mean, this is as perplexing as, well, this is less perplexing than the five mil is a discount for Tarasenko, right? Are you saying it's too much or are you saying it's too little? I just don't understand why I, I never understood the, one year but huge cap hit type deals like what is the point of that the same with the Bertuzzi deal we were talking about in Toronto a little bit earlier yeah like what uh, why well I mean because he's worth like seven eight mil right but what is he trying to get out of this like this is obviously he's trying to get to a contender and at that point cap hit doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you can retain 50 percent fair and it's not like you're gonna get bitten for the retention because it's just the end of the year right so do you think Jerry Sango is gonna kind of go on this short contract around the league type of duel, like just to like win a I th- cup. I think so. he's going to hope for a long-term deal next off season mm. because that's when the cap goes up. Allegedly. 
he want to wants to wait a couple of years, he can sign in San Jose, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'd be old by then. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully there's no eight year contracts handed out in San Jose anytime soon. So yeah, there really shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean that, that is what doomed the sharks. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked, but mm. yeah, interesting deals from Tarasenko and interesting deal from, uh, Martin Jones signing in Toronto. Cap yeah. hell, I, I would say. So I think, um, with these last couple of signings, I think the offseason's really kind of settling down. Yeah. Not much left to do now. Carlson no. was a big thing. Yeah. Everyone, I feel like everyone just kind of had their eyes on it. Yeah. It fizzled out and nobody expected anything. Then it just happened. And uh, I think that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Matt Dumba getting signed is probably the last thing. To Arizona. I don't, yeah. I have no idea why the hell. I, I don't know why anyone in the right mind is trying to sign in Arizona right now. I mean, if it's the only team offering, then I guess cap is tight, man. This I, year, I, nobody I, has cap, I guess. But like, would you rather play in Arizona or go overseas? Arizona might not even have a future. No, you play in Arizona. You don't leave the NHL. I mean, you want GMs to remember you, you stay in the NHL. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Even okay. though you're playing in whatever arena. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. ASU arena. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting signing. But yeah, I think uh, that might be all the all the signings, right? That might be all the offseason stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you, what team are you most excited to follow in the coming season? Pittsburgh, definitely. I mean, oh. I'll, I'll keep my eyes out on Pittsburgh, but uh, honestly, I'm a little bit interested in Ottawa now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I just want to see. I'm so perplexed by this signing. I just really want to see what's going to happen. Um, and in a way, I'm somewhat interested in Toronto just because I think a lot of a lot of shit's going to go down this year. Yeah, they so, got to get the Nylander extension. They're they gotta, not going to. He's yeah. getting traded. I think he's getting traded. Mm-hmm. So one of those four is getting traded, and I feel like Nylander's the easiest. Yeah. So and yeah, let's see. I mean, I think I'm already looking forward to next offseason for Toronto because that's the whole. The Matthews deal. The Matthews deal, yeah. If they get it done, you know? Mm-hmm. Or is this going to turn into another Tavares situation? Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I I don't know. The East is honestly looking a little bit more interesting this year to me. Yes. Um, absolutely. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I was about to say the same. Pittsburgh and Toronto yeah. seem like the most interesting storylines. Mm-hmm. Like, out in the West, you're looking at Vegas is probably going to go for a repeat. Dominance, yeah. Um, I talked about LA being exciting. Um, Colorado is trying to get back. I yeah. think... They've had some injury stuff. Yeah, I think those three teams plus Edmonton is kind of what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, there's not... It doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of action going on in the West, minus a couple teams. Yeah, the, out of those four teams, like, I'm sure Dallas fans will have something to say about it, but... Yeah. I, I, I don't really have... At this point, I want Dallas to just do the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't win it, like, it just it's just repeats of... Yeah, it, you know, Dallas is in, I'll believe it when I see it territory. Yeah, right? basically at this point, I was like, just win the cup. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Anaheim and San Jose are going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, Seattle somewhat might be interesting. But yeah. They haven't done actually, much yet. True. Yeah. Seattle might, I feel like Seattle might just sneak up on everyone just because they're in such a not, not competitive division. Yeah. So they have a lot of room to just hit the gas, I guess. Yeah. Calgary's Seattle. not going to be any good. So yeah. But you're right. The more interesting storylines are out east. Yeah. It's uh, Pittsburgh. It's what's uh, Boston going to do without yeah. Bergeron? Yeah. What's New Jersey going to do with all the new firepower? What are the Rangers going to do? What are the Rangers going to do? Yeah. yeah. But. Oh, and Chicago. I guess Connor Bedard, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I mean, he might just terrorize I mean, the whole league, but Bedard himself is a storyline. I don't expect Chicago to do anything. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's let's be real. The only reason anyone cares about Chicago uh, is because he, they drafted ninety eight. But you know, yeah, th- that was a given. So ninety seven versus ninety eight. Yeah, ninety nine comes out of the uh, <laughs> comes out of retirement. <laughs> comes out of retirement. He's like, I'm the best here. By God, that's Gretzky's music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, All right, we're being stupid. I think that's time we wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) The off season's doing things to us. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, This is Glass Seats. Uh, We're out every week. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We are also on YouTube at Spud Network Podcast is the handle. So if you want to see our lovely faces, you can check us out there. Um, That's all for this one. I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace.